Uh, first question is going to be uh, Ian Steele. Uh, I'm curious with everything that's going on in America right now. I saw the post that you made. I'm curious your thoughts of the NFL overall's uh, response to racism in America uh, these past couple weeks and your fellow players' response. Seems like uh, there's been a little bit more speaking out over the past couple weeks. Yeah, I think everybody's trying to speak out a little bit more. A lot more people are getting more comfortable um, letting everybody know how they feel. And I think that's important. I know some people might not understand that racism and things of that nature still exist, but it does. And, you know, the color of your skin, unfortunately, comes with, you know, different things in America. So just trying to wait, raise people's awareness, try to make changes. And it's sad that things like the George Floyd situation haven't been going on year after year and time after time. So people have to be held accountable for things like that. And some laws need to be changed. Some people's actions need to be changed. But it all starts with a conversation. I think with all of these people speaking up is only going to help. Gotcha. Thank you, James. Next question, Kyle. Hi, followed by Levin Reed. Go ahead, Kyle. Hey, James. I appreciate the time. Um, along those lines, um, the recent, you know, George Bush's recent death kind of shot a light on what Kaepernick was trying to protest during his demonstrations recently. Um, those protests obviously subsided a lot last season, but in light of what Roger Goodell said recently about now, you know, supporting players peacefully protesting, uh, I wonder if you think that those protests um, or demonstrations rather will will pick up this season by players, and also, do you plan to demonstrate anyway? I mean, I'm sure we'll figure something out as a team. Um, I'm not sure exactly what that'll be, but I'm sure guys will peaceful pro protest in some type of form or fashion. But, you know, Colin Kaepernick for a situation like these a while back, and people continue to try and raise awareness about it. But now I think the world's kind of seeing how a bunch of people feel, and I think everybody's trying to understand and get a better grasp of everything. So. And like I said, things will change in a positive manner. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, next question, Levin Reed, followed by Mark Dean. Hey, James, how's it going? I hope you're doing well. Um, we were able to talk to Devin McCourty, and he said about the 11 o'clock meetings. And he said, it's been a little bit strange for specifically this team, because you guys talk about football all the time, and now you put football on the back burner, so to speak. How strange has that been to change the focus when your focus usually has only been on football? It's been it's been a little different. Um, I said everything being virtual and not being at OTAs and many camp things of that nature. But I think the meetings were effective. I think guys learned, coaches challenged us as much as they could to you know tap in and learn new information. I think everybody made the most of the situation that was put in front of us, and I said. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but like I said, during that time of football, everybody was locked in, and I said, we spoke on situations that were going on in the world as a team, so everybody mm -hmm. is a better understanding. Than the world. Thank you. Um, next question will go, hang on a second, it's uh, Mark Daniels followed by Mike Giardi. Thanks, Stacey. Hey, James, how's it going? Pretty good. How about yourself? Good, man. Um, so I, I know your, your father is in law enforcement, and how has that sort of shaped your outlook to what's going on? Because obviously you, you see it sort of from 
both angles as, you know, an African-American male, plus growing up in a household where a dad, you know, worked in law enforcement. Yeah, I see both sides of the perspective. Um, but at the same time, my dad always taught me, you know, even though he is a cop, things of that nature, his his uniforms all things of that nature, he's just a black man in society. And those things can, same thing that happened to George Floyd, happened to me, happened to my dad, happened to any person of color in this world. So it doesn't matter how much money you make, what job you have. Um, if somebody, you know, feels the need or that they're more important or that they're, you know, have more power than you, they trying to make a statement or whatever they might be doing, they can take somebody's life. So I mean, my dad always made me aware of what I should do when I get pulled over, things of that nature, how to, you know, treat cops, things of that nature. So. I see both sides, and I've heard a lot of stories from my dad's perspective, so it always yeah. helped shape me growing up. Thank you for that answer. I have one other one for you. I know back in, I think it was 17, when you know you were a part of some of your teammates that, that did kneel before the Houston game. Do you, what, what do you remember about that, and was that, how difficult of a situation was that for you guys even to just to do it at the time? Because I know it was so polarizing back then. Yeah, uh, I think, uh, people's awareness wasn't as heightened back then, but I think a couple of our teammates, we just wanted to stand with Cap. We understood what he was trying to protest and, you know, being black people in America, we understood exactly what he was talking about. So like I said it was difficult at the time. Like I said, some people might not have understood and some people might just didn't want to understand. But like I said, with everything going on in the world today, I think it's important that, you know, people educate themselves, do a little research, and just find ways to understand, you know, how America works. Thanks, James. Uh, next question, uh, Mike Giardi, followed by Mike Petraglia. James, thanks for doing this. There's been a lot of discussion over the last couple of weeks that, that this feels different than it ever has before. I'm curious if you feel like it's been different and it and why why maybe that it sort of latched on this time as opposed to say when cap did it four years ago i think it's just the amount of people that are speaking out um i think when cap first was doing his protest i think some people didn't have the courage or whatever it might have been to speak out and talk about it i think the nba they you know they made their stance on it and everything but i think a lot of guys in the nfl were kind of shy or kind of scared to speak their mind. But now since more and more people are think everybody's sharing their stories, and, you know, whether they're white, black, Latino, you know, everybody thinks it's important that everybody tries to understand one another. Like I said, that's how the world works. We gotta together, work together to understand, make things better. Thank you. Uh, next question, Mike Petraglia, followed by Mike Reese. Thanks a lot, Stacey. Um, hope you're doing well, James, and staying safe with uh, your family. Um, kind of a two-part question uh, from my perspective. Uh, what do you think about the support of the Patriots organization for this movement? I know Robert Kraft um, just pledged, uh, I think it was a million dollars, uh, towards different organizations uh, to support um, the fight against racism. And secondly, um, given the fact that you guys have so many veterans on the team, does that help in a time like this to kind of, like you said earlier, uh, craft a, a message that can serve as, you know, solidarity behind this movement? 
I'd say the the Patriots organization has always been behind its players. Uh, Mr. Kravitz has been doing things like this even before this situation has arised. And a lot of guys on the team have been working actively in the community. Guys like you know, Devin, Jason McCourty, Matt Slater, they've been going out trying to get laws changed to help the youth and things of that nature. They've always showed a great example of what should be done and how things can be done to make positive change in the world. And it's good to have that veteran leadership and leadership from Mr. Kraft. Like I said, when you walk into the building, you learn the outreach that they try to make into the community, trying to make positive change. And you learn it from day one as soon as you step in. Thank you. Uh, next question. Oops, sorry. Next question, Mike Reese, um, followed by Tara Sullivan. All right. Thanks, uh, James. How's uh, baby feet Xavier doing? In wild, man. In wild. Yeah. Been <laughs> good time with him. Yeah, it's been a good time seeing him grow, seeing all the changes. Awesome. Um, I know you fielded a lot of questions on the same topic. I was going to sort of try to go to a little bit more of a football question here. Um, you've been part of. Um, pre-seasons where you've had joint practices and others where you haven't had them. I was curious if you could just sort of relay from a player's standpoint uh, what you got out of those when you had them and in off-season or pre-seasons when you didn't have them, um, sort of what what that was like. Um, with the joint practices, it's always cool to go up against somebody else instead of going up against, you know, your own teammates over and over and over again. But either way, like I say, Coach Belichick finds ways for us to get better, whether it's us scrimmaging or splitting us in half and half in the teams or just finding different drills, different situations to work on. He always has us prepared, whether it's joint practices or not. So he does a great job of challenging us and, like I said, finding ways for the team to, to gel and finding ways for us to grow each and every day we step on the field. As a, as a player, James, uh, do, you have a, do you have a preference, like if you one way or the other? But one joint practice is always cool, as long as you don't have to travel twice. Last year when we traveled twice back to back, that was that was different. <laughs> Thank you. Bro. Uh, next question, Tara Sullivan, followed by Tom Curran. Hi, James. Um, I wanted to ask you a question that might bring you back to your college days a little bit, but just as somebody who came from such a major college program and was so good in college football, I'm curious just if you've noticed the college kids kind of speaking up more too, and if you ever thought about, you know, the NFL leading the way in social activism, even for some of the changes we see in college sports, and just your general opinion on some of what's gone on in the college game. Yeah, I think it's cool. I think the younger generations learn from the older generation. I think the more that the NFL guys speak out, it'll, you know, lead down to the college level. In college, we are very active in the community. I think it's important to be active in the community and guys speak out, let the, you know, the world know how to feel. And I said, try and make the world a better place. I think that's what it's all about. That's what it comes down to. Do you think it's hard at the college age, you know, because of the way that there's like more restrictions and would you like to see college kids be able to speak out a little more? Yes, it's a little bit more difficult. There's a lot more restrictions in college, but I think it'd be cool as long as the guys are saying the right things and, like I said, trying to make positive. Thank you. Uh, next question, Tom Curran. Um, James, how are you, bud? Good, how are you? Good. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, I had a couple questions. The first one I wanted to ask is, you know, I think we're all processing what we saw 
but you've been processing it for a long time, you know, George Floyd and having people not hear you. How mentally exhausting has the last couple of weeks been? Not only seeing that, but knowing that, all right, here comes another round where I'm going to have a bunch of people well-meaning, but they're going to come to me and ask me to interpret things and help them through things. Does it get mentally, personally exhausting and tiring sometimes to have to be a touchstone for the same stuff? Um, it can be a little mentally exhausting, but like I said, the more we can explain, the more we can help somebody understand, like I said, different situations that different people deal with in America, I think is only going to help make things better. Like I said, I think everybody should educate themselves a little bit more on you know, like the history of America, including myself. And like I said, get a better understanding of, like I said, how laws work, how racism works, all things you know, different states have different laws. I know there's probably some laws that some people may not even know exist, but the more we can learn, the more educated we'll be. And like I said, the more we can help each other out. It's funny because I, I could imagine if I was, I'm probably a less patient person, I'd say, didn't I just go over this a couple of years ago? Uh, <laughs> tell me about uh, the conditioning um, that you guys are in right now how limiting or per, perhaps behind you might be when you walk into training camp and will you need to ramp up and have a ramp up period, do you think? And thank you for your time. Uh, no problem. Um, everybody's just trying to find ways to stay in shape. Like I said, everybody's going to be doing different things. It's going to be different access to different facilities in different states. Some stuff is still closed. Some stuff is open. So you got to find ways to lift weights, run, catch the football, um, Go over your football plays, go over your notes, just stay on top of things. We don't know when we're going to start, whether it's going to be earlier or later. So just got to stay on top of it. Um, I mean, it's going to be tough those first few days in camp or whenever we start, no matter how much you're doing, because it's a little bit different once the, everything's kind of flying around, your coaches are yelling and screaming, all things of that nature. It's going to be an adjustment. So it's got to be in the best shape possible. So whenever we get back out there, you're ready to go. Thank you, bud. Uh, next question will be Chris Gasper, followed by Chelsea McDonald. Hey, James, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Um, I know that Brisson Hall, the ACLU, the team last Friday. Mm. What was his message, and what was that discussion like for you guys? I mean, it was cool to speak to him. Like I said, he works with Devin and things of that nature often. And last year, like I said, they had a law change, I think that prevented you know, young juveniles from uh, like getting jobs or things of that nature. So like I said, Devin McCourty and him are very actively trying to make positive change in the Boston community. His message was pretty much the same as what I was saying, just to, to educate people, educate yourself, it so the world has a better understanding so that we can make change in a positive light. It's not going to change in one day uh, just because you protested two days and things are going to change. You have to actively go out. You have to speak to you know, governors, politicians, all those people so they can hear our voices. So, like I said, things will be changed as soon as possible because it needs to happen. If I can just follow up quickly, just what did it mean to you that, you know, Coach Belichick 
dedicated the time for you guys to hear from Rasan and to have that type of open and needed discussion on that subject. I mean, it's awesome. Uh, Coach Belichick has an open mind and he understands um, everything that's going on and some people are upset. So he wanted to get a better grasp on things. We all want to get a better grasp on things. So it's, it's very cool for him to, I said, understand everything that's going on and how different players may feel differently. And I said, we can kind of form a common ground. Thanks, James. And two final questions, uh, Chelsea McDonald and Alan Siegel. Go ahead, Chelsea. Hi, James. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. I'm, I'm just curious, how have the conversations been over Zoom with your teammates who may have been unaware of the racism and social injustice in our world? And I know that you just talked about Bill Belichick, but what has been his response to everything? And do you feel like you're, you're, when you voice your opinion, you've been supported? Yeah, I feel like I've been supported. Like I said, I think everybody's just trying to open their ears and listen. Um, like I said, people of different races may not realize what black people can go through on a daily basis. And, and it's not even just black people, Muslim people, Latinos, uh, they can be treated differently at times. And I mean, that's not the way the world should work. Um, morally, I think everybody should treat everybody the same, respect everybody and get to know everybody for their character. So I said, I think the world should just open their ears, listen to everybody's feelings, and I think that's the only way to make things work. Sure. And then just one more question. Um, when you guys are able to get back on the field, do you think it's going to be more challenging for a young back like Jared Stidham to kind of grasp the playbook and, and build chemistry with teammates, especially since you all haven't been able to have that that those practices, minicamp or anything, um, for him to develop his his skills? I think it's going to be challenging for everybody, not just the younger guys, just not being together. We usually have like two and a half months of, you know, working together, forming that camaraderie, forming those relationships and just going to be kind of thrown in the fire a little bit. So got to come in, like I said, study the plays, be in condition. So you can limit the amount of mistakes because I'm at the snap of a finger, going to be playing the game. So I said it's going to be challenging for everybody across the league and and see who can face that adversity and make the most out of it. Thank you. No problem. And uh, last, <clears throat> excuse me, last question will be, uh, go ahead, Alan. Thanks, uh, Stacy. Thanks, James, for taking time to do this. Listen, there were a lot of comments about how this time, this, this time is different, how people want to affect change. To that end, LeBron James and some prominent athletes have formed a group to protect uh, voting rights. So I'm wondering if um, you are interested and in talk to your teammates about that, and that's something that you'd like to see and, and be interested in, in a, helping to affect. Uh, me and my teammates haven't spoke about it directly, but like I said, I'm sure the conversation will pick up and we'll all talk about how we can make a change in our community and, and in the world in a positive way. Um, like I said, a lot of people are speaking now. A lot of people are trying to do a lot of different things. Um, the player coalition, trying to get rid of qualified immunity, things of that nature, just small steps. Like I said, Rome, isn't gonna, Rome wasn't changed today, and everything's not going to change in one day. So got to keep pushing at it, keep working together in order to make things work and make things happen. Thanks, James. Be well. Thank you. James, we want to thank you very much for your leadership on and off the field and on these topics. Um, and thank you for taking the time to answer some questions at the media today. We really appreciate no it. Problem.